0: Reece's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: Danger money for Danger Boy! He's a world champion! Jet Lawrence, the SMX world champion!
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael. My co-host, Ryan Villapoto. We're in studio today. But before we get going and tell you where we're at, we got to thank our sponsors: United Motorsports, Boxo Tools, and Quad Lock Case. Uh, great partners. They've been along with us for the ride all season long. But dude, we're in studio today.
1: Yeah. Uh, tell oh, us where we're right. at. This, this place is, is great. great. Yeah, you know, Richie Lane that helps me with uh with social and all all the back end and all, a bunch of Title Twenty Four stuff too. We're at uh, you know, United American Mortgage Corporation. Richie Lane, this is this is kind of like his his bat layer right here, you know. So we have uh, you know, some really cool cars, motorcycles. There's a Ford GT five hundred over here. Um so he's uh given up his space for Title Twenty Four for us to be in studio together. Massive thanks to uh
0: to Rich. Uh Rich is does a lot of the uh behind the scenes stuff for uh Title 24 with RV. And uh, you know, I think um, you know a lot of people know Curly or JH. Uh we all we, we call it, we call him Curly, but uh he's basically your uh JH, if you will. But he does a good job. So uh thank you, Rich and uh everyone at uh, United American uh, mortgage corporation for hosting us today. It's uh it's fun, but man what a weekend um there's so much there's so much to talk about i mean from from your first impression like did it did it turn out the way that you thought as far as the results go uh let's just for for for, for talking purposes 450 do you think that uh I mean, what do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, I think um man, we had some, uh, amazing racing I mean, it was high intensity. Um I was telling a lot of um a lot of guys that hey, respect this track because it, it is so easy in a way that it's um the trance trannies of the jumps. Um it didn't there wasn't major rhythm sections I and mean, we saw a lot of guys go down in some very simple sections on the track. Um and I think it's kinda like Phoenix. I always remember going there with Randy Lawrence and first as a lights guy, he's like, Hey, uh, respect the track, this dirt, it can bite you. The track is, you know, like you'll be sailing along real nicely and it'll just, it'll come around and bite you. And I thought that's kind of how LA was. Um, you know, so man, looking at it, jet road, phenomenal, um, really like pulling that quad out and, you know, stepping the game up there, everybody followed, everybody jumped on the coattails and, and had to jump it. Um, you know, I thought the, just the whole weekend was, was huge. It was, there was a lot of buzz um, the, the vibe was, was really epic. Uh, there's just, it, I thought it was great. It was the, the LA Coliseum hosted and, and it was a perfect scenario. And that's exactly where they should have had that race.
0: Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, for sure. Great venue. A lot of things happening. Th- I know from, um, you know, a broadcast standpoint, there was so much energy. Uh, one of our bosses from NBC was like, dude, you guys are, you guys are crushing it. And and you could feel it. My voice was shot halfway through. Um, but I'm with you. And and I go back to when we were at the Coliseum, what, last October for the release of SMX. And when, when they announced uh, what was going to happen, I I honestly I didn't think it would have turned out as well as it did. I mean, when they when they came up with this idea, I think it's everyone's goal to it for the championship to go down to the wire. Last race, last moto, like who, you know, like, you know who's going to win it, like winner-take-all scenario. And um, I don't think that they could have scripted it uh, any better. I really believe that. And, yeah, I, I, it was it was a great a great weekend all around, 250, 450. And um, I think that what we will see in the future is I don't think that – I think the SMX is going to continue to grow and be more and more important. What I am interested in to moving forward for the SMX is – what is it going to do to like the Monster Energy Supercross Series and that championship and the Pro Motocross Championship? Uh, I I do think maybe ne- maybe not next year, the year a year, couple years down the road, that maybe the SMX World Championship title might might trump trump the uh, the the other two championships. What I mean, like, what do you think about that? I, I know it's so hard to forecast, dude, but that's that's what I'm thinking.
1: No, I a hundred percent agree. And this is, you know, I know anytime you start a new championship like this or, or start anything new, you know, it takes a, it takes a year or two, you know, for things to kind of catch on and the ball to really start to move. But honestly, with, with the money that's up for grabs in the 450 class a million dollars online, there's 500 in the lights class. This is going to take precedence. This is going to be the next super in the, in the Holy grail. And I think it might take one or two years for that to kind of, you know, things to maybe a few little rule changes, a few tweaks here, a few tweaks there. Um, But ultimately I think you will have Supercross and call it, that might be like a, um, I don't want to use the word regional, but like I think there will be a a championship for those 17 rounds of some sort. Um, But ultimately like the Super Bowl of motocross is going to be the the SNX rounds and that's how it's going to be.
0: Well, Well, it's like, um, Basically, like the Supercross Championship and the Pro Motocross Championship, is almost like to relate it to stick and ball. It's like there'll be conference championships, and then you have the you know you know you had the national championship, which in our case would be um, you know World Supercross Champion or S Super Motocross World Championship. So yeah, I I think it it will. I don't know if that's going to happen next year. I don't know if it's going to happen the year after. But regardless, I think it turned out better than anyone could have ever ever thought. So.
1: I a hundred percent agree. And I think look with the with the emphasis that they've made in, in the, the 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 venues they chose for, you know, Charlotte, Chicago, and LA Coliseum. I I I don't I, I mean I'd love to see us go back to LA Coliseum. I don't know if it's feasible for for those guys. I know that just the, the setup there, obviously, being that it's on, on you know college campus, it's not really set up for us, but I loved that they went there and, and at least had that hype around you know, LA Coliseum, Peristyle, where kind of where Supercross had really started. So I think that was really good to have you know on our on the inaugural season. But I also think that, you know, like you said, you're gonna have Supercross, you're gonna have Motocross. But with the money and the emphasis that's on the line for this for the Super Motocross World Championships, it is gonna go that way. I hope to see it that way. And it switched. Take the 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 holy grail of Supercross. It's now gonna become you know SMX rounds. And it's gonna keep these guys racing supercross and also racing outdoors because they need those points. So it really encompasses everything and moving them to that, to that, to that top spot. Um, cracking into, to the race, like just
0: an overview. Um, like we always do on title 24, the Four Fifty class, um, winner take all scenario. I know we've talked about that between, uh, Kenny jet and, and chase, um, Overall, what would you say one of the bigger takeaways was outside of – I mean, Jet was a favorite for sure, but was there one thing that sticks out in your mind where you weren't expecting? Like was there any – was there one
1: takeaway for you? Um, you know, it was – I thought it was fairly, you know, kind of fairly straightforward. Um, you know, we knew that Jet and, and Chase were going to have – you know, go head-to-head. And, and like I had said early, earlier in the day, um, Kenny was my dark horse pick, flying kind of under the radar. Jet worried about Chase. Chase worried about Jet. And, uh, you know, I think Kenny rode a, a hell of a race, um, was right there the whole time. Um, but Jet just got those guys in Moto 1. And, and if it wasn't for Chase's, you know, crash in Moto 2, it was coming – the clock was ticking down. You know, it, it didn't, to me, look like Jet was really reeling Chase in. And then, obviously, he went down.
0: Yeah, I um I, I agree with you. I, I it's not a surprise for me to see how well Kenny did. The guy's super talented, as you know. Um and I do I will say this, I do feel like and I had a chance to talk to Johnny O'Mara yesterday and and I was I, I thought Jet's bike looked like crap. I thought mm. like the small, tight areas, the hard pack stuff, it was really twitchy, it had like no forgiveness whatsoever in my opinion. So he had his hands full, but as you know, there's, your bike's not always going to be great, so he handled it for the position that he was in. I think he handled it uh, phenomenally. Um, I hated to see Chase go down. I mean, really, dude, that was that was on him. Straight up, hate to hate to call it like it is. And, and we're watching. This is uh, this is Chase. He he has a pretty good lead, just cruising at this point, and then he's going what to the outside of the sand section, and that it was getting super rutted. Right there, so not sure, RV. You said maybe you thought that he um, he grabbed his foot peg going up that really ruddy takeoff. Yeah, you can see, like you said, the sand. Is that what you think happened?
1: Oh, that's that's what I think happened. I think he came down there and and, uh, and he, as it goes left, he obviously and then you got to make that transition with the bike go right. You see all the sand coming up off off the that was bike. So gnarly. Oh, I, I think, think he, he might have grabbed the foot peg a little bit you know and definitely just slowed the rotation down enough because it wasn't like it was it, you know because it's sand it wasn't clay so it wasn't like it was an abrupt you know stop and then over the bars it was that slow rotation so i'm wondering with all that sand that came up you know obviously if you just drove the to me it looks like he drugged the foot peg and it got that rotation moving forward and uh you know put him down but dude it was a it uh Whoa. it was a slam i mean
0: like dude straight on straight on the face mask of his helmet and I, I,
1: I haven't heard, his, is dude okay? I, I think, think he... I mean, I mean look, I haven't heard either. He, I, he got a little. He was all right. right. Yeah. Um, but, man, it, it definitely hit his head. And that's why these these guys are so gnarly, right? Like, when you see these crashes and when you see, um, you know, these guys take the hits they, they take and still get up and walk off the track, like, that shows you what kind of athletes they are. Also, the, the mental toughness and just the, the determination and grit, like... Dude, when you hit the ground at that speed, um, we're you know we're a different breed. Let me tell you,
0: we were talking um, talking how well Kenny rode, and it's really not a surprise. Super talented. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can come into twenty twenty four with that type of intensity um, as, as he did, and he's certainly leaving this you know this year off on a good note. Uh, and, um, let's see here, great question, NJP. We appreciate you, dude, all season long. You've been in and, and sending some questions. Uh, he's like starting that season with a sorted bike. Will Roxon be a, a title contender? And and uh, before you give your opinion, i I think he's always uh, I think he's always a title contender. I think he's going to be that much more comfortable on the bike, uh, having a little bit more time on it. But at the end of the day, I think Kenny's biggest challenge is going 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 through the whole season. So do you? I mean, what's your thought on it?
1: That's kind of been Kenny's, you know, kind of gig, right? Kind of starts off. I think he has some of the. I think he might have the most Anaheim one wins um, out of anybody, you know, so he starts the seasons, season off strong. Um, I'd love to be able to, you know, sit on this side of the table and be like, dude, we're going to have Kenny also in this mix for 17 rounds. Um, I'd love to see it. Uh, It seems like he, it seems like his riding. I don't know if I've seen Kenny's riding, um, you know, from I know he only did High Point, and then he came out and did these last three SMX rounds. But but if you add those four races together, the consistency and the and, and the Kenny that was showing up at all four rounds. I know he didn't do it the whole season, so that's that's a big big difference. Um, but I, I feel like if he can get into this mindset, get into this zone that he's in right now, I'm not saying he's going to win you know the championship at the end of 17 rounds. But if he can do what he's showed us the last four weekends, I think he's a guy that in the mix race wins and playing a factor in these points at the end of 17 rounds.
0: I know that uh, a lot of people, and I was thinking about this last night, just kind of getting my mind wrapped around what we talk about today. And I don't think a lot of people noticed, and I didn't until I thought about it last night, Jet Lawrence came in lower in the points and maybe he might in the future. Granted, he doesn't have any issues next year. Because if you remember, you know, he, he only raced at 450 for the motocross series. So he came in what, I can't remember what he came in seated like six or seven. So really he, he overachieved for, for the most part He came in, he spotted those guys, you know, a certain amount of points. So if you're looking at it and you're really digging into, you know, okay, how can I be better next season? It's going to be harder for the guys going into the playoffs and the championship, assuming jet does what jet does. Um, so a great job by jet. Um, I, I, I hated to see this and I wanted to ask you what, like what, what you thought happened with, uh, with, with Barsha. That was a gnarly lick, dude, a gnarly lick. He comes out. I think he would, I think he had, would have had a good shot to win that moto at least. And you know how hard he is to get by You got to give him a little bit of extra room. What do you think happened there? Wrong gear, just a mistake. Like it, it was slippery
1: from what you could tell what do you think happened yeah you know, looking at the video and uh you know the replay it looked like it uh, came out of that turn you know made, made a, actually a really good pass on AC you know really smart was able to hang up and then AC kind of knew it was coming so he went up high and didn't you know didn't want to get in that scuffle with Barsha but uh i think because of the line entry of the tur- of, of entry of the turn he was so tight up against the hay bales because AC kind of went inside and then Barsha was, and then he went up underneath of him, split the last second and ran him high. Um, Maybe came up out on the left side farther than he was used to. And then with his body position sitting down and probably not the drive out of the turn and was on the throttle more than, than, than past times and a little bit of wheel spin plus where his body position he was, it just kind of unloaded on him. Um, I'm going to say a little bit tire spin, body position and not having the, the drive out of the turn, maybe as much, you know, with those 450s have so much power, you don't necessarily need to execute the turn right. You can twist the throttle. But when it's an ice sheet like that on the takeoff, as we saw, the track was very technical, very slippery. Um, it might have just spun that tire up. I'm going to say it did.
0: You know, going to – you talk about these tracks, and I saw some buzz on, online about the hybrid track. And, and I feel like you and I talked about this, you know, before we were doing this recording – about how sometimes the easier tracks are the ones that jumps jumps up and bite you and i personally feel that it's that way because maybe guys aren't as focused as much like why like what why do you think it, it's funny to me and i want to know your opinion like why why do dudes crash so much or there's gnarly get-offs on tracks tracks that are easy like if, if the track is so easy then why do these guys crash why you think that is? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, no. I had talked um, and said that actually a couple of times on Saturday. I say, be careful, watch the track because it's it is, it is an, an, an easier supercross track. track. The trains like of the takeoffs hard. are pretty mellow, so you can really charge into the jumps. Um, just for example, like I know they made a change on the before the stadium triple it was where where jet was quadding on and then you know everybody followed his coattails and they started quadding on but previously on friday that was just a triple on and then you had like parker ross that was in the futures class he knows picked it went over the bar seth hammaker knows it went too far and went over the bar so scenarios like that when it is when it's easy like that you can push really hard like you got to respect the track and i think um you know looking at it like it, it's sometimes hard because you can push the limit on these tracks, but that's the one thing that, like, you've got to be precise. And I think they let their guard down because it is so easy. Um, and you and it, and it can bite you. I remember Randy Lawrence at Phoenix, um, going there as a lights guy, he's like, Pay attention to the track, it, it, it can bite you. And I'm like, Dude, the track's easy. And he goes, That's the problem you know it's a bit slippery you put yourself into a situation where maybe you go deep or you go short and then you give it you know you get back on the gas harder and it get tight wheel spin and you're not expecting it so that's what i saw from from the coliseum was really slippery um it really wasn't that technical very basic rhythm sections but they were hauling in the mail i mean the speeds were were very high
0: what do you what do you think about like um None of the none of the tracks having whoops in the SMX. Do you like? I I know you like whoops. We talked about it early on in the Supercross season when that was kind of the big talk about whoop size and there needs to be more continuity. But like, dude, you know, I I I wasn't a whoop guy, especially later on in my career. I liked the track without whoops. Are you? Do you think that they need to have a, a whoop section? <laughs> Honestly, Honestly, I
1: um I think that having whoop section is is really going to separate the field and that's what we're we're, what we're trying not to do i think like you know guys like chase kenny jet for example like you know put, put christian craig in there and if he was riding the lights class and you put him in with whoops like he's destroying the field now you take the whoops out of it for for what they're trying to achieve close racing keeping it interesting to the fans the way the point setup is you know 25 50 75 we want these races to, or these riders to go down to the last race for the championship. So um, I don't, I don't dislike not having whoops. I think this is, we, we have, we're starting a new trend and that trend or that, that idea is coming to life. And that is super motocross and super motocross is some, uh, is racing without whoops in a stadium, motocross, supercross mixed that hybrid setup. And that's what LA was. It was more on the supercross side, but with that sand section, I mean, I, guys, I bet you they were doing close to 50 coming coming off of that, off that jump or chase crashed. I did
0: yeah, I, I didn't real. I didn't realize they were going that fast. I mean, I knew it was fast. Well, I can tell you that dude, you, you there's no way you can argue that the racing wasn't good in the hybrid tracks. hundred, 120%. I saw Zach Osborne, he tweeted, he's like, dude, tell me why we couldn't have 30 hybrid tracks, but the racing was good. I know it's hard to pass and all that fun stuff, but at the end of the day, dude, you know, better than anyone. Good guys find a way to get it done. You watched plenty of guys this weekend make make passes when they needed to, especially Kenny. I think Kenny made the most passes. His his, his starts were a little off par. Um, definitely not a weekend where you don't want to have your your starts uh, your starts on par. But uh, nevertheless, it was good. You know, I I think we all get beat up sometimes uh, in in the media not even the media, but the keyboard warriors and stuff about how we just praise Jet too much. But this was an opportunity where he could have failed, and he's answered the bell, dude. He's answered the bell all season long. So I think the people that razz the others about, you know, how much praise we give him and not showing enough love, it's not about we're not showing anyone else love. The guy just is pretty phenomenal. I mean, his, his back has been against the wall many a times, and he answered, "Dude, he, he steps up every time. Right. I mean, there, like I think his bikes I think his bike sucked this weekend. I already said that, and he made it happen. So I don't know. I think everyone's going to have their hands full, but I'm excited to to see what happens. And you know, and anything can happen to him too. You know, he's a one little you know twist away of the ankle, and you know, an injury could happen or whatever it might be. But I don't know. Uh, it was pretty."
1: Yeah, to your point, I think um, he uh, he has been um, right. He rose to every occasion, right? He showed up at Charlotte, uh, you know, off uh, settings were off. Something that we had not really seen from Jet, like, okay, settings, one thing, great. But like, I, I feel like he should have been able to ride a little bit better than that, even with an off setting, you know, I, he's he's at that caliber to be able to do that. So um, I think that was a poor performance from Jet at, at, at Charlotte and then turn around and backed it up like backed himself into a corner at charlotte came out on top at at at, at chicago with with a little bit of with the wave of the past that so we've all, all discussed everybody everybody uh you know had their their opinion on that um but still ended up on top um and came in, in la coliseum same thing like you know he he uh he held it together he wrote he, he rose to the occasion like there's you know like you said there's gonna be a lot of haters out there there's gonna be a lot of uh People that disagree with us or anything else that's out there that they don't like to hear, but man, the kid has really been on fire all year. You can't say anything about it. He's oh. he's rose to every occasion that's been in front of. Him. Prove us wrong, right? That's what I'm like. Come on, guys, like prove prove us wrong. It, it, yeah, you just it's
0: it's 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 non negotiable. The guys the guys bringing it. It's going to be exciting to see um, next year supercross season on a 450. Him and his brother, for that matter. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he handles it. I think it'll be tougher for him. I think also that other guys are going to raise their raise their game to his level. I think that he is teaching guys how to do certain things and and take their take their uh, ability to the next level. You mean you take a guy like Eli Tomah. Eli's never raced him, so maybe now Eli's he's. I think that. I think it's twofold. Twofold, I think Jet can learn a couple things from Eli, and I think that Eli can learn from Jet. Now, I don't know where – and it brings me back to when I was racing Stu. There were things that I learned from him and I could kind of emulate, but at the same time, there were things that I didn't want to do because I I wasn't willing to take that risk. And I wonder if Eli – Will be the same way. He'll learn. He'll learn some techniques in the way that Jet does things. But there's, I, I feel like there's a gnarly quad. I don't know that Eli would want to want to take that chance. I don't think that he has to. Well, I mean,
1: do you do you agree with that? I do. I, I well. So this is what I think. I think that um, we, we got to get Eli back into the mix. But I also think that I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and say that this is probably gonna be Jet's easiest year to win a championship. Right? And why I say that. Not on the rookie side because that's obviously there's a lot of learning with that side of it. But he came in, I feel like, you know, not knowing what to expect, like you know, as a rookie in the 450 class. Now we know like where he stands, where he's at up on the leaderboard. He's the guy to beat. Now with the target on his back, is he, I think this next season coming into Supercross, I think that is going to add some added pressure. Okay, I got to keep this going. I got to keep these wins coming. I got to, you know, I got to, I got to hold up to what I just did, 22 and 0. It won a million dollars, you know SMX World Championship, like win, 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 and now obviously every year. I mean, I think it got harder for me every year. Like, I think that one of the easiest championships was my very first one because I kind of didn't know what to expect. I had good people around me to to get me to that position, but I was, uh I think, two, three, and four were the hardest ones as as it went on to keep it going. To to you know, once you win the first one, it's like okay, now you have when's he going to lose, you know, and if he wins next year, great, but the added pressure for year three to come back and do it again. And then year four. So I think this championship, what we saw, so, you know, from um, outdoors to SMX, I think those were the, those are the easiest ones. And I think they're, they only get tougher as they go. I, they did for me. Before we go to the, the two hundred and fifty, uh, we love
0: to answer some questions here. So let's see here. Blake from Australia, Trent Maxwell, Robin Bystrom from Sweden, two, two-fold it looks like. Chase losing the front end again. Does this carry over or will the KTM chassis and ability to run the stiffer suspension? He want help him. So I guess basically what they're asking is, is he going to have the same situations on the
1: KTM as, uh, as he did at Honda? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I think that uh, he very well could. I mean, it's completely different chassis. I mean, we're we're really pulling things out of out of thin air right now. You know, we don't know. Um, completely different chassis uh, motorcycle. I mean, it it's 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 something that you know. I don't know if he's ever rode. You know, I mean, I know he's probably rode the KTM, but real seat time on it. Um, you know, I think that his mental you know, he's looking to leave that team, you know, like he, he's already checked out, not that he wanted to leave Honda, but he's checked out the, the the Hunter, the Hunter and, and jet, you know, they're hunters moving up. That's their kind of their team, team Honda. Right. So um, I do think that, that it'll be a good change for him, but I don't think it's going to fix his, his problems. And I do think that I know that, that he mentioned front end, but personally, I thought he caught the foot peg there. Still a mistake on his part. He should have known that rut was getting deeper, the amount of speed you carry into that this suspension compressed, you know, like you, you have to be aware of those things. Right. So, um, that crash at, at, uh, at LA, that would have happened on a KTM or a Honda or any other manufacturer. Cause if you grab your foot peg on any one of those bikes, that's what I believe happened. That's going to happen on any manufacturer.
0: There you go. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's easy enough. Yeah. I, I agree. I listen, I, we, I can't remember what episode we talked about it, but it's not trying to be negative and just, just being honest. I, just, I can't see it being much better other than the mental side of things, which that certainly helps. I don't, I don't know how that bike is going to be that much better, and it's going to be the magic answer to where Chase is just going to start going out there and dominating all of a sudden and not making the same mistakes that he made this year. I, I just, I hope that he does. I think it'd be great. Why? Because it's going to give us great racing, something to talk about. And, and, dude, he's talented. But I'm to the point where, dude, he's just going to show, he's gonna have to show us that he is better, the bike is better. Uh, and, you know, you're just going to have to do it to, get, to prove to me that it was better.
1: Yeah, I think so. And what I think, too, is, is maybe it's just the it's it's the same recipe, but just diff- with different ingredients put in at different times. And maybe that's something that KTM can provide for 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 Chase, you know, um, you know, it doesn't have to be A to Z. Right. Maybe we have maybe we're going to mismatch a little bit. We're going to put some things in a little, you know, in a, in a different order. Um you know, I think that uh, I don't think the bike's going to fix you know his his problems or the problems he's had in the past. I think, and I personally think the problems in the past, a lot of them. I know we I know we got confirmation that he had an option to run a for for outdoors and he didn't, and he felt like that that hindered him in the long run. Um, very well, so could have could have played that part, but I do think that you know, it, it, no matter what manufacturer it is, he's got to fix you know, his little mistakes and it's his little mistakes, just like what we saw at LA. It wasn't, he was running a perfect race and then he came down the peristyle into the sand and, and just whatever happened leading into where, where he, where I think he drug foot peg, that's, you know, what happened. Manufacturer's not going to change that, right. Mm -hmm. It's going to come down to him just uh, being a little more aware of, 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 of surroundings and, and, and paying a little more attention to, you know, Things track development, um, where guys are, whatever the case may be, whatever's making him have those issues, he's just got to be more aware of it.
0: Dude, I go back. We gotta, we gotta find that clip where you were talking about it, and um, on one of our episodes, we'll get uh, our producer to dig back into the files, and we we talked about this. You, You said it. It's like, dude, be aware, be aware of, you know, like where you're at on the track what you can get away with, what you can't get away with. And, you know, like, and and stop making these mistakes, because if you don't know what's happening, the mistakes are going to happen. And I feel like it's a broken record and we're just uh, repeating ourselves. So I hope that he does. I mean, I feel like he knows what he needs to do. He just needs to execute. Got to thank our sponsors, United Motorsports, uh, six locations, through Ohio, Kentucky area, great company. They're building up and um, great people over there as well. Uh, Ray Butts, we talked about it. He was on a ride last week, just a, just a great guy, but uh, check them out. Um, they, uh, like I said, they got everything that you'll need online. Um, Boxo USA, they're just down the road from where we're at, by the way. Um, they got an awesome um, warranty program is awesome. We talk about that all the time, but I like their uh, their tools they have like this uh, this foam and every The, the tools go in the foam, so you can put it in the drawers. And when you're going, you're going riding, stuff's not going everywhere. That's always nice. So it keeps it super organized. And of course, Quadlock they they are on it. Whatever you need uh, for your phone cases, uh, bike mounts, mountain bike, uh, adventure bikes, you name it. They're a great company. So we appreciate all your guys' support. And if you want, always remember t- Title Twenty Four is site wide through all of those. Uh, brands, you can get, uh, save yourself 10% off, so uh, make sure you uh, check that out, and you can use it for 10% off, Uh, that's your promo code TITLE24, so, thank you guys Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess, or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could would you? When we come through, it's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, switching gears into the 250, um, I think the first thing, ripped the band-aid off, is uh, Hunter, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't, Dude, I didn't even know he crashed on Friday until, uh, until I got to the track uh, Saturday and was going through some uh, stuff and looking at some elements for the show. I didn't even, that was brutal, bro.
1: It it was really. And and same with me. Like I, we, I think we were both just slammed because of, because of this event and, and, and how much was going on with it. But yeah, I didn't know Hunter, you know, had that crash um, on Friday either. Um, And then uh, I kind of heard about it. And then he did ride practice, you know, he did ride practice and, and, and must've tweaked, you know, tweaked it again in practice. So, Um, you know, total bummer to see that was a bit of an upset, you know, because man, we're that I I thought most of the, the, the hype, most of the excitement or all of the excitement or the big part of it was, was the lights class with, with, you know, Hayden obviously coming home with, with the SMX world championship, um, you know, in the 500,000. And then all of a sudden you got Jordan Smith jumping up into the, into the program, you know, after first moto only three points out of, out of, out of winning, (laughs) Um, you know, and, 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 Joe having, having a great first moto ride, um, you know, there's a lot to talk about here.
0: Ton to talk about, um, Ben Watson, uh, we'll start with Hayden gets it done. Uh, Ben Watson, how do you feel about the SMX playoffs? Uh, how do you feel like they are for rookies? Uh, we saw that with Hayden D what Hayden Degan did, but what about the others? Is it good or bad? Do you think that the playoff situation is good for rookies?
1: Um I I don't see it. Hey, it's motorcycle racing. Um I any gate drop is a good gate drop um at, at that level. And uh you know the, 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 the SMX is here to stick around. I mean I personally I thought it was I, I like the format. I like two motos. Um I mean, it's not going anywhere. So as for rookies, like I, I do think it's good. Can I mean, you can imagine you imagine running that, that pace? Um running that pace with a set of whoops, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I, I think that would, this is the best scenario they have to learn under, under these lights, under these circumstances, um, without a big old set of, you know, three foot, four tall, you know, three or four foot tall whoops, where then they're adding that into the mix also.
0: I think that, um, I don't know. I, I, I was talking with Stu over the, uh, over the weekend and, um, dude, I, I kind of noticed it, uh, Charlotte, I feel like Hunter was checked out, dude, like for the playoffs. And maybe it's just from everything that he went through in the Monster Energy Supercross series, you know, collecting his first championship in that. And then, and then again, then he wins a promoter cross championship, which there was a lot happening. You know, he was hurt and then Hayden was coming on strong. So a lot to deal with mentally, but I just feel like I go, like I go back to Charlotte. He... He wasn't happy. Go, I, I think everyone, you know, listening or watching this podcast, go watch Hunter's, you know, his reaction on the podium or his interviews for the most part in, in Supercross and Motocross and look, watch his tone and, and how he was. He was just a little more energetic. And I feel once we got to Charlotte, he was a completely different guy. His his, his tone was, wasn't was like it was. He was just sad and he was it's almost like he was irritated that he – He had to, to, to be there. I'm not saying that's why he got the injury and that's why he wrecked. But at the same time, I don't feel like he was, he was in it maybe like he should be. Did you, did you get that sense? Like he wasn't digging the whole uh, SMX vibe?
1: Well, I, I I think definitely the vibe um, I think changed coming into those last three rounds. Like, 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 I think from, you know, we know what Hunter dealt with all, all outdoors, you know, ribs. Um, I mean, the guy didn't have a seamless outdoors. I mean, a couple first-term pileups, Redbud, for example, was a gnarly one. I mean, I think he missed a moto. Uh, I believe that, that, that first-term pileup caused him to miss that, that moto. Um, Yeah. So the highs and lows of, 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 you know, this sport and then, and, and then, keeping coming back and fighting for that for that championship spot and then ultimately getting it's it, it is I've been in that situation and I'm not saying Hunter was in that situation but man it it's like when you're done the, the balloon gets popped right like good or bad and it ended up good for him he won the outdoor championship but still it's a it's a massive like, you know, uh, release of pressure, you know, and I think turning around in a week later you know, coming out and have to, to still put it out all, all on the line. It's a, it is a lot. So maybe he was uh, maybe he was feeling that a little bit. I think that he uh, I think if he Hunter wouldn't have hurt his back, I thought, I think he would have been right there in the mix. I mean, he's, he's a fighter he's in it for the long haul, but it's a lot, you know, these guys haven't, you know, raced full series like this, probably, um, you know, a supercross motocross SMX, you know, it's, a, it's a lot of racing. Um, and I, I think what's different from Europe is they ride outdoors only, and that's all they ride. It's one, it's one thing. It's one discipline. And I think when you add another discipline to us uh, into our racing, plus a third now, because not that SMX is different, uh, you know, but it's another championship, it's another championship on the line. That's a whole. That's a, a lots a lot of pressure because no matter what, it's three races. You know, you're Hunter Lawrence. You've got you want to come in. You want to show your best, and you want to win. So that's, that's, that's like a, the third time it's racked up on your shoulders to start a series and start it off strong and finish strong.
0: Well, another thing, too, is not only that, now they have Motocross of Nations coming up, and then they're doing Bursi as well. So now you, you keep, dude, you keep stacking, stacking, stacking. And, um, it's, yeah, if, if he's over, if he was over at SMX, he better get used to it because, like I said, he's got MXON coming up. Harris, and there's not going to be a lot of time. And then on top of that, throwing in, he's making a switch from 250 um, to 450. But I want to uh, ask you something about this. You talked about, like, George Smith did great. Uh, Levi Kitchen, he's a Pacific Northwest guy like yourself. What, like, what do you think a guy like Levi Kitchen needs to do to, like, if he doesn't get the whole shot and he's not in the lead – like, it's so weird because you and I weren't like this. So I always try to get into their mind and think, like, what the hell? Like, why can't you ride like that when you're not in the lead? And I, and I just – I try to wonder, like, how, how would I help him? And I, I don't know that I can't,
1: I can't help him. Like, what do you think he needs to do? Big fan of Levi. I also look at Levi like I was watching a ride. Uh, um, I watched um, the broadcast yesterday. And man, he reminds me so much of Kevin Wyndham when he rides. Um, he's like the new age Kevin Wyndham. Didn't he r- ride at K Dubbs at some point? Okay, that makes sense. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, but yeah, for me, like I watch him, he's he's like the new age Kevin Windham, where he really gets the scrubs down. Not that Kevin didn't, but it was you know is uh, you know Kevin's getting up there. You know, it wasn't like he was he was the doing the Bubba scrub the best, right? Like we, you know. Um but but uh Levi, I feel like he's the the new Kevin Windham and and uh I, I yeah, I don't know. Like he goes out second moto and puts on a clinic, right? And and rides phenomenal and, and, and knocks down the wind. And but you just came from you know the first moto and, and not anywhere where he wanted to be. Uh, you know, not not really up front, not where he wanted to be. So I think uh you know, Levi's obviously making a switch. He's heading over to, to, to Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Um, you know, and maybe that's what he needs personally. The kid has the skills. Um, he's he's a, he's one of the most talented riders I've seen. What he can do, uh, technically on a motorcycle. Um, his technique could be maybe a little bit better in certain scenarios, but he is a taller guy. You know, like when you're taller like that, look at Kevin's technique, for example. Like, it, it like he did some stuff really, really good, and but he also was kind of long and lanky, elbows down scenarios, like you know, like just a little bit different of a riding style. and. But personally, I think he needs to get his head straight. Like I think it's just a mental game thing with
0: Levi. He's got the skills. That that eight inches in between the ears is a tricky. That's a tricky. That's a tricky thing to get sorted out. There's no doubt. Um, before we get to the 250 SMX World Champ Hayden Deegan, um, Joe was in it. I thought that he was the fastest guy throughout the SMX playoffs. You know, I think that he he. He got, he got hot when it counted, you know, like towards the end of uh promotocross, And he brought that tempo into, uh, to the playoffs and in, in the, in the world championship round. I, I wonder like what happened or do you know, do you have any insight? Like, I don't know. Like he just, he didn't have the fire that last, that last the last moto when it counted, he couldn't reel de-exempt like what, what happened there?
1: Yeah, he rode a phenomenal first moto. Made actually quite a few passes. Um, got got himself in position uh, to win to win the championship. You know, the SMX World Championship. So um, yeah, second moto was a little bit of a letdown. You could see that on his face too. Um, I don't know if he was wasn't gelling. Um, I think I had heard somewhere on the interview or you know somewhere presser or something where it seemed like they had. Kind of fixed up the track, and every, it seemed like the track was a little easier for everybody to go that speed on um, compared to Moto One. Don't know if that was it, but it was. It was something to that he that he didn't arrive right, really rise to the occasion that second Moto. I mean, it was it was right there in front of him, you know. But Hayden was able to to put on a, a flawless performance, um, and, and, and and Joe just didn't have that little extra. He needed that little extra. And once you get that little extra, obviously you can bridge the gap. And we've talked about with Kenny and, and jet at, at Chicago. I said this on RDL. I said, you know, that one of the questions was would have Kenny passed him? And I, I said, personally, I don't think Kenny would have passed. I said, it's one thing to bridge the gap up to somebody. It's another thing to pass them. And when you're passing somebody like jet or vice versa, put jet on, on Kenny, if they would have been running that pace, it would have been hard for jet to pass Kenny. Um, you know, these guys are smart, they're intuitive, they know where these guys are going. You know, if 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 I know Kenny had that amazing line at Chicago around the outside, but same thing with with like go back to Jet or um um uh Joe and and, and Hayden, like you still gotta get through the guy, and that's some that's one of the hardest things. I mean, we watched that use Dunge, for example. He could always catch the guy, but he had a problem passing you know, the guys in front of him.
0: I um it is. It is hard to, Yeah. It is hard. That's one thing catching him, and then getting. It would have been interesting to see if he could have. If he was going to, he's going to have to use some elbow grease. I liked the. I liked the intensity, and the aggressive move that he put on, uh, giving Hayden the business. It was right before they went underneath the tunnel. And listen, there's there's a lot of money on the line. There's a world uh, championship title on the line, as well. So you, you would have to expect expect this. And I was having I was having another conversation. Uh, with Johnny O last week. I know kind of going off script here, but you think about the battles and the rivalry that has formed between that formed between Hayden this year and, and Hunter, but you never really saw as big as the rivalry was. You didn't see a lot of aggressive riding for the most part, like not every weekend banging into each other, like you would think. So that just shows you like, you know, like how much chatter goes on online on the, on the, on the, (laughs) <laughs> on on all of the um and vital and and all that stuff and on the boards but then I was looking like dude I didn't really see him run into each other a whole lot and anyhow so going back to that was a good good move by Joe I was surprised I thought that he was going to catch Hayden especially what I saw from Hayden <clears throat> the first moto but then I hear that he had um You know, he had some arm pump the first moto. But uh, nevertheless, dude, the 250 SMX world champ, Hayden Deegan, got the job done. Um, You know what? He's another one of those guys. He's like Jet. People hate to hear us talk about him. He made it happen. He made it happen. I think he's around to stay. I think he's great for the sport. I like watching him. He's always been cool to me. I have no reason not to like him. I respect him. Um, And uh, like your initial thought on him. Did he? Did he, Did it surprise you
1: that he won? Um, no, it didn't surprise me. I think uh, Hayden has rose to every occasion. I, look, I think Hayden had had probably one of the hardest, uh, the biggest shoes to fill coming in. I mean, um, the only other one, and, and, and they're complete opposites. But the only other person that has come into our racing with this kind of hype would be Michael Essie. Um and we kind of all kind of had seen how that all played out, you know. And did you believe the hype, bro? Did you believe the did you believe the hype in Millville and
0: uh whatever that was?
1: Oh, I no, I didn't believe the hype. I didn't. Um, and the hype got uh, got slapped down at Bread's Creek once we uh, once we went, you know, in the lights class. But Hayden coming in and answering you know, all answering to all the either the haters or his fans. Um dude, that was a really hard position to be in. The kid had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Um and, and he answered to it. And yeah, you know what? I think that what what we're seeing in our sport is a is is a is a change. And I think a change for the better. And why I say this in, in character wise, we have AP that's that plays his character and it's got huge fan following. Um, you know and and, and, and he's, not, he's not a winner yet. Right. And, and he's and he's building a huge, huge audience. Um, you got Hunter and Jet that are that are changing the game with 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 this, you know, so uh, their whole program, how they've you know, they're really elevating our 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 social platforms and, and, and you know, marketing. It's, they're very market to very marketable riders. Mm-hmm. Same with Hayden, like I think coming in with that, that pressure, that that hype coming in, like let's roll re, re, rolls reversed he totally botches it right and then we're like oh well, what about this what about that like he had all this pressure i knew he wasn't gonna make it blah 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 well dude you can't take it away from the kid he has answered in rows to every occasion um and and the biggest thing i think from a rookie um consistency like he and and, and he hasn't hit the ground that much like Yes, he has hit the ground. Like at, at at Charlotte, we you know he caught the inside foot peg on that roller and went down, and it was a pretty good one, but nothing crazy. Got up was st- you know still in the mix, bit sore, but the guy, the kid, shows up every weekend and leaves it all out on the track. And I think that is where that's what we see the difference from him to some some of these you know some some other riders that we've seen come up in the years past is you've got to leave it all out there on the track, and and he's done that, and I think. As a, as a whole, he couldn't have had a better year as a rookie. I mean, sure, I guess he could have won the outdoors, but uh, he got a championship to his name in the SMX Finals.
0: Um, did you expect um, – did you think he was going to launch the bike? That's what I was waiting for. I knew – I thought that it would be tough for him to do that with his teammate in front of him, and that – dude, that jump was ten times bigger than what his dad launched his bike on. I mean, that, that takeoff was steep, so it would have been tough to do that, and that bike would have went into orbit but did you think he was going to launch it?
1: I didn't really know. I mean, you never can know with these kids today. And, you know, obviously um, it would have been kind of cool to see, but I think like he kind of didn't know he won until he pulled up in front of mechanics area. And, you know, because of the point situation, like how, what better scenario could you, could you have of, of it going down to, to to the last laps and, you know, and, and you have Hayden cross the finish line and, and, you know, have an inkling that did I win did, you know, is it over? Is it me? Is it? And, and that's what, to me, it kind of looked like, which is really cool to see. He right. didn't even know that he won until, you know, he pulled up to his mechanic and, or in front of mechanics area. And then it all kind of sunk in. And, and then that's when you saw the, ex- the, the excitement and the excel- the celebration.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, I, I thought he was going to do it, but to your point, you're exactly right. When he came over, cause I was kind of peeking, I was looking over the monitors and yeah, he, he, I don't think he, he knew that he, he had won was, it. He was like, wait, what's going on? So it would have been cool to see it. I think just the, like the, like the marketing behind it with his dad and if he would have done it, it would have been, it would have been pretty cool to, to see that. But nevertheless, he didn't do it. Quadlock Question of the Week uh, comes from Jay Wilmoth, 592. And Jay asks... Do you feel re- your writing styles changed throughout your careers? Brand slash slash class. That's a great question. Um, I want to answer this first. I feel like you've been doing all the talk and your voice is already shot. I don't know that I, I do think that my style changed a little bit, but I also think the re- one of the reasons that it changed is number one, I learned. Uh, to ride a little bit more within my my limit, I knew how to set my bike up to be, you know, a little more comfortable and, and safer. And with my bike being set up more comfortable, I was I was smoother. Um, I didn't work on really changing a whole lot in my style. I really didn't. I mean, like what I had is what I had, and I feel like that was one of my attributes, you know. So I didn't want to change that. I just think that I got, I don't, I think I got a little bit smarter. With my riding and line choice, and Johnny helping me, so um, yeah, I don't think like my I don't think my style changed much with certain bikes, just maybe setup and things like that. So uh, that's me, you know. And I think the older you get, the more efficient you get on on the bikes as well, and. And again, it goes back to, I wasn't trying to change my style. You just, yeah, you just get, get more experience. How, how about yourself? I mean, you only, you know, you rode at your whole career. So really the bike, the, the, the bike brand wouldn't apply to you, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I think um, as, as, as everything evolves, like, and, and that's one thing I will say on here is, is I'm not opposed to, or I'm not, um, uh, I'm, I'm against changing somebody's riding style. I think at a certain age, you know, I think you can, you can critique things, but I think, you know, I can go back and watch YouTube videos of me when I, my first year on a 450, kind of, you know, loose, ragged, um, young, um, not of a, not kind of aware of everything that could happen. And then as you get older, you get stronger, you get fitter, um, you get more refined. Um, And I think your riding style changes, but slowly in in increments that you know that just make you a stronger rider like if you go back and pull up early footage of you at cowie you were a loose cannon and then you go and pull up footage of you on a suzuki very similar riding styles but way more refined um better looking on the motorcycle um you know more precise um and that i think is just that you know that's you getting smarter you getting stronger and i think that's what we see and that's what, I, that's what I felt like, you know, going out even, you know, first 09, um, you know, not knowing really what to expect on the 450, thinking it's going to be easy, just like the lights class, all, you know, all, it's not the case. So, um, you know, I think that riding styles can be critiqued. Um, and I think they change for the better. I don't like somebody coming in, oh, you need to you know, raise your elbows up or, you know, stand up through the turn now instead of sit down. Like if you would have told Dunge that you'd been like, you know, you're not changing Dunge from sitting down in a turn. And he, Dunge sat down a lot, you know, compared to most riders. A little bit taller, lankier legs. Um, He had, you know, he had his bike to, his bike was a lot livelier than than mine or yours. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A lot more lively than yours. And, and and so I think that you know you can critique things, but you're not getting done just to say, okay, now you're gonna I want you to ride like Stefan Everts and stand up through all the terms, you know. I,
0: I agree. Um Jay, I appreciate we appreciate you uh uh sending in that question. That was a good one. I haven't uh I haven't really thought of that really until uh until that question. And it, yeah, I never I never changed it. Sim- similar, you just become more refined, you know what to expect your bike gets a little more comfortable for you You know how to set it up so good stuff you know what to do um just get at uh title 24's instagram page uh direct direct messages and we will put you in contact with quad lock and they'll they'll get you set up um with some swag make sure when you get it um tag quad lock and us and, and hopefully you like it i'm sure that you will you will not be disappointed I think as, as far as the whole SMX, like shifting gears, I guess, I guess like putting a bow on 2023 SMX uh, World Championship and just the season in general. Um, what was your overall view, takeaways, things that uh, you loved about it or liked about it, things you didn't like about it, maybe where it could be better? Like as, as an overall, what,
1: what what'd you think? I thought Feld pro motocross. Um, everybody did a phenomenal job getting this thing up. I mean, guys like, you know, I know you guys, you know, our listeners um, and, and viewers, um, you know, like, look, I know you don't know. It goes into the back end of, of these events. And, and to be honest, I didn't know it either. And now that I'm on the other side of this, I'm doing RDL. I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm in these, all these meetings like Ricky has been now for the past, probably 10 years, you know, that you've been doing it. It's, the amount of talent that they brought out for, for, um, you know, the announcers and, 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 and the venues that we went to, uh, dude, it was, it was a huge undertaking. Um, you know, what I, what I liked was, uh, you know, LA Coliseum, the hype, the vibe. I mean, it's here to stick around The, the purse money um, all the way down to, you know, um, you know, even 20, 22nd, you know, these guys are getting paid out with, with these scenarios. Now there's not, not to say everything's perfect. We're going to work on Feld, Feld pro motor, pro motocross is going to go back to the drawing board and they're going to say, okay, well, we executed this perfectly. We could be better here. Um, you know, like for Char- or Chicago, for example, like I would have liked to see the track go up onto the, up onto um, turn two and three a little bit more to slow it down, but still make it more outdoorsy, um, a little more flowy instead of so straight. So like, look, there's going to be a lot of things they are going to go back to the drawing board on and, and, uh, and, and, and and think about and probably change, but all in all, I thought it was a, it was an amazing last three rounds, you know, a whole year, for example, you know, whole year, but the, the, the last three rounds of SMX finals, they did a phenomenal job, um, You know, and I'm looking forward to, you know, honestly, this is the, this is it. This is the new, you know, Supercross championship. It it really is. These last three rounds, the way the points are set up, like, I I think this is, it is here to stay. It's going to stay. And personally, um, take it from me. If you don't want to take it, that's fine. But I think it's, it's, it's the way it's the future. Um, You know, I, I think it's good for our sport
0: hundred percent. I mean, dude, I echo basically, I basically echo exactly what you said for sure. It's going to be, be more refined. I mean, I, I think myself personally, it went better than I thought it was going to go, especially the point system. I, I, what I understood it, but not as clearly as I understand it now and it worked absolutely awesome. I mean, you could have, you couldn't have scripted it any better, like a three-way tie for the or winner take all three-way for 250 and 450 for the most part and it coming down to the last moto also i mean the only other dream scenario you could have is coming down last moto last lap last corner right <laughs> i mean so like anything it's going to there's some things that are going to take some tweaking i know it's a long season i don't always think that it's going to be 31 races um but to get to where we needed t- to get to this juncture you know the it is why it is that way but to your point it's the future i think the biggest thing it, for me what i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out is what that monster energy supercross championship looks like and what that pro motocross championship looks like and how it's going to take precedent what's going to take precedent i think that the smx world championship is is going you you talk, it's going to be the crown jewel just when is that pendulum going to switch? Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be the third year? And that's that's really what I'm I'm excited to see. I think that the 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 playoff system, the points, all that stuff is going to continue to get better. Hundred percent. We already know it's a proven fact. It works. We saw it. it, it, it we watched it happen this year. I just wonder when that pendulum is going to switch for, for, the other, for the other championships. That, that's kind of what I'm looking to see. Yeah, exactly. And what I
1: think, you know, and, and uh, there might be some, some, you know, people out there that aren't going to like what I say, but I, I personally love outdoors. And I know I was an outdoor, we call it outdoor specialist. You were an outdoor specialist. Um, you know, so I, I'm not taking anything away from, from outdoors because I do, and, I, and they need to stay around. Um, I could see uh, maybe a little bit of an abbreviated schedule of, of outdoors. If, you, if and I'm just literally pulling this out of, out of thin air um, maybe like an eight race outdoor, true outdoor, you know, pro motocross outdoors. And then the, the fillers would be these super motocross races at, at, at NASCAR stadiums or bigger platforms where that can house this. And why I say that and why I would like to see that. Um, now there's a lot of political stuff inside of that that, you know, things would have to come together, obviously, um, with pro motocross and supercross. But I think having the stage set at, at these NASCAR facilities or drag racing facilities, having these press boxes, having these places to go, I, this is the next step that we have to take to get into the next upper echelon of, of you know, notoriety and, and being that, you know, up on that bigger stage I, and bringing real not real bringing other outside big sponsors involved in our, into our industry. We need that. Boom. I agree. I agree. My man bringing it home.
0: Um, Everybody. We appreciate, uh, we appreciate the support this year. Uh, We're not done. We're going to have some fun little uh, episodes in the off season, try to line up some interviews, give the boys uh, some time off some RV, RV and I, some time off, uh, take a couple week's reprieve uh like i said and get some uh get some guests on the show talk to some of these uh world champs hopefully uh so all you guys deegan go ahead and get ready for it uh the uh, jet get get ready for it and um uh but nevertheless yeah i
1: think we should uh have some guests on what you think that's right I, and look i think from from all of our listeners and viewers like like hit us you know send us send us the dm you know what um, what listeners would you want to listen to as, as fans, um, you know, that, um, guests to bring on the show, somebody outside the industry, but that's still tied to the industry. Like, you know, like let's think outside the box here. I know we have some, we're going into a, I don't want to say a long off season, but we're going into our off season. And before you know it, January 7th is going to be on our doorstep. Um, but you know, like you said, Ricky, we're going to have some of these, 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 when we have a lot of downtime, probably talk about obviously Bercy or, you know, some of the different things that are out there and motocross and nations obviously will be one that we do. Um, so, but uh, yeah, guess wise, you know, what would you guys like to see? You know, would you like to see Richie Lane up here talking about United American mortgage corporation? You know, I don't know, like, you know, we can bring in different people that, uh, that you guys want to hear. Um, I don't know, maybe it's MotoGP F1, you know, let's see what, if we can pull any strings. I, kn- I know who I don't want. I don't want to hear from Curly. <laughs> I don't want to hear from Curly uh, Curly
0: Leal, J.H. Carmichael. I don't want to hear from him, but definitely want to hear from Rich Lane. Rich Lane, um, United American Mortgage Corporation, thank you for uh, hosting Title 24 today. But yeah, um, like RV said, dude, reach out to us and, and, and tell us what you guys want or what you think will be cool. I mean, we've learned a lot from you guys. You guys have brought awesome questions. Um, some things that we haven't thought about and it gets our mind occupied and thinking, I think we can speak for both of us on that. And, uh, and we want to give you guys what you want. And, uh, we're always open to suggestions. Might not always like them, but, uh, we're definitely going to listen to them for sure. But, uh, thanks for the support along the way, um, um, to, uh, United Motorsports Quad Lock case, and of course, uh, Boxer. Appreciate you guys. We're going to continue to grow this. uh, That we'll be we'll be having some more episodes as well. Uh, Thank you to all the viewers as well. Uh, We appreciate everything. And always remember, you can check us out. We're on demand on Peacock, Um, so you can go back watch old episodes if you want. uh, Motorsports on NBC's YouTube page. Uh, we can watch there if you want to listen. We're uh, on all the uh, podcast applications as well. So uh, thank you very much. Again, thank you, uh, Rich Lane. We appreciate you for hosting us here at uh, United American Mortgage Corporation. Awesome background. I want to have a damn party here. Maybe we should have a Title 24 pre-party, Anaheim One, uh, kick off the 2024 season, have some people here and uh, some guests, maybe do a little VIP action. Just, just spitballing right now, but uh, we appreciate it. Um, we will uh, see you guys uh, soon, and thanks for uh, tuning in today. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.